following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. There we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast, the podcast gym of inspirational fitness talk. I am your host, TJ Williams, certified AFA group fitness instructor, as well as Liz Mills body combat instructor, here to give you the insider of my fitness journey, as well as analyze and, martial, and um, discuss, analyze um, fitness-based subjects and highlighting individuals involved in fitness, past, present, and future. All right, so just a little update on me. I'm currently um, recovering from surgery. Uh, for If you listen to the last podcast, I injured myself during uh, sporting events and uh, had my um, surgery done um, last Friday. And of course, I'm sitting here recovering. I mean, it's been rough for a couple of days, but um, I'm going getting through it, and I think I'm going to be recovered um, very, very well. And um, I'll find it out when I go to my follow-up appointment. All right. Without further ado, I got a guest from overseas, and he comes from Ireland. So this is my second guest from Ireland or from overseas. So if you looked at my previous um, um episodes, um, I got somebody from um Australia. So this is basically this is number two. All right. So my guest is a chartered um physiotherapist uh, with a. Um, PhD in um, biomechanics from Ireland. And of course, he's the founder of the backawarebelt.com as well as the ever, um, ever, uh, I, mean, I can't even say his name. Uh, yeah, how would you say? Pilates, yeah. Ever, yeah, how he said. Uh, okay, so professionally, um, he's um, lectured in um, Ireland over 10 years in um, uh, sports medicine and um, biomechanics, um, publishing several um, peer review studies. Uh, from sporting um, perspective, he has won five national senior running um, titles. He has um, represented Ireland in um, the international stage from 800 meters to uh, 5K cross country. He is a sub four minute um, miler and he ran sub 14 minutes in 5Ks last year. And just last week, he ran um, 29 minutes in 10K. Oh, that's impressive. I can't do that. <laughs> All right. And and lastly, all right, he is a current um, indoor 3,000 meter European 035 champion. Oh, man, this guy's got a lot of hats. So I want everybody to introduce the, uh, Owen Everard. All right, so thank you very much for taking the time to be on the Fit Fighter. How are we doing? Thanks so much, TJ. Delighted to be here. Yeah, really happy to be here. Thank you so much for the introduction. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a lot. Of, that's like a, that's like a um, workout right there. I'm getting, I think I'm sweating. <laughs> All right. So, how's everything in um, Ireland? Yeah, good. Good weather's kind of changing, so uh, still nice. It's that kind of fall weather, but um, yeah, it's all nice. All right. So, what part of Ireland are you from? A little place called Kilkenny. So it's about an hour and a half south of Dublin. Oh, awesome. I mean, I guess that's like a um, good um, place to visit or, or just a yeah, like, tour, nice, right? Yeah, plenty of castles. It's got a big castle and stuff. So. Yeah, probably Harry Potter castles, castles around there, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that kind of a uh, medieval feel. Yeah, I'll make sure I bring my wand if I go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. So this is what you're going to do, uh, Owen. You're going to take us back in time. So you're going to tell us a story of uh, how um, you um, well, how you were before you got into all this. I mean, you definitely have a lot of hats. I, I, I can see. So I did a long introduction. So, yeah, I had to big, <laughs> yeah. I take a big breath. All right. So, OK. So the first question I got is um, describe yourself before you got into fitness. God, it's hard to actually remember that. So kind of fitness has always been something I've been into. Like um, me and my family are very sporty. So I would have, um, you know, always been running and playing sport with my friends. And then my my mother would have brought me to um, some running races when I was younger. And you, you know yourself, TJ, you, you kind of know if you're good at sport or you're fast. So I just always was playing a lot of different sports in school um growing up so then you have to think about what you might want to do as after school and because I had been to kind of physiotherapist that was something that um attracted to attracted me to physiotherapy but I was also interested in the fitness side of things and just purely for myself initially you're learning about training you're learning about like say the gym and then you, you do things yourself. Some things work, some things don't. But you, you're always naturally curious um, because of your background. And I think I know you're probably the same. It's like theoretical knowledge is brilliant. And obviously I have a PhD and I've written articles, but you can't beat like if you do something like there's a feeling with it, you know, like that. If you can put something in practice and you can actually really test it out. So like there was no really me before fitness. It's not, um, it's not one of those things where I came to it when I was older and I, I learned how to be fit. It was something that has been an evolution since I've been, you know, under 10 years old. Oh, so basically it's your mother that gave you that push. I mean, cause you, she takes you to races and everything and then you kind of yeah, build up and we, there. We, and we did everything. And I would recommend like, obviously it's hard for parents because, you know, to get the time, but like, don't like I think children should be doing multiple sports like I feel even like I was a high level runner but when my mom and my dad bringing me to different events like we would have done gymnastics we would have done field sports here like soccer and GA and rugby and like you're developing strength from some you're developing like agility and um foot eye coordination or hand eye coordination and all those things help develop you to be a more rounded athlete which helps prevent injuries as you get older. And I do also think just enhance the the sports you finally do. So yeah, I think my parents are probably like taxi drivers for a good few years there with me and my, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. So, I mean, my mother wasn't much of an athlete. I mean, she was a cheerleader, but uh, of course I had my older brother who was pretty much athletic, you know, football track. And, yes. you know, he had all the trophies all pretty much all over the house. So that was like almost my envy saying that I have to at least be like that. So, I mean, I didn't get the football and track, but mostly martial arts kind of got me to almost equal to what he's done. So that was like equivalent to what he was doing. Yeah. yeah it's great like I, I my my best friend was my brother growing up there's about a year and a half but I was while I was into running and stuff I wasn't that serious about it and then he qualified for Ireland um for like an underage event like he was say maybe under 14 I was under 16 and I wasn't really taking it serious and because he did that you know like he was parading around that he had ran for Ireland that really inspired me to like start training like really hard and 
um, eventually run for Ireland as well. But again, he was like my main motivation to get back into running seriously. So sibling rivalries can be good, I think. Yeah, so you would say that your biggest and um, difficult challenge or is there any other challenge that you can think of? Yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of challenges. Um, uh, I would have, like, basically when after college here, I took a year out to run full-time and that was 2010. So the idea being get to the European Championships and then, you know, um, in 2010, that would give me funding for 2011 to go to the Olympics in 2012. And um, for whatever reason, I, I had a different coach. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself. I just ran terribly. Like I ran, I was running what should have been my peak, like, you know, 24. I was running slower than I had ran at like 15. And, um, you know, I had taken the whole year off to run like very little money, living in a like crap house, and then you're you're trying your hardest and then like it's just crashing down. But the thing is, I actually wouldn't change that year uh, for anything. Like even if you said, no, you I, like I've, I've run for, I've represented Ireland at every level except for world championships or Olympics. Um, but I wouldn't actually change that. If you give me the chance now that you, you that year wouldn't happen and you'll run for the Olympics, but you still have the stress. I actually was always stressed. I, I, if I wrote a book now, it'd be called no one gives a shit because before that I used to be really like, like subconsciously worried, not like thinking that people thought this, but like, like, but just thinking that there was pressure on me, like what would happen if I ran poorly? How, what would people think about me? Um, you know, getting very nervous for races. And the fact that I ran terribly for a year, when I should have been at my peak, it allowed me to realize, God, like, you know, nobody really cares. Your friends are still your friends. Your family are still your family. They still love you. The people that you were worried about, they just don't contact you, do you know? So after that, then I was kind of nearly semi-retired. Um, and I just kind of was running for enjoyment and I started getting better again. And then I just gradually started improving. And then I, I won all Ireland's and got to represent Ireland. And I'm not even just saying that as in, oh, do this to, for better competition. It was just that realization just allowed me to enjoy the running so much more and enjoy, like I'm 36 now, I'm still running well. That was nearly, it was over 10 years ago now, but that was such great perspective to realize that, you know, like winning is brilliant, but sometimes you learn so much more in, in a loss or in higher times um, because you can get hit so many times that you realize, okay, my, my thinking is wrong here. My thinking was kind of wrong. So that was something that I had to, had to adjust. Um, I think with that as well, I started learning that just to enjoy, you know, like say for you, if you're a fighter or people are in the gym, it's like, just enjoy the process of like, isn't it great to be out and getting fit and like, you're able to, be healthy and there's so many people not even doing that because it's very easy for us to be like okay I did that session and now I'm ready that'll get me closer to that fight or that'll get me better at that race or now I'm getting closer to that weight that I want to be or this look and you're not in the process you're not like you're not really aware of yourself you're always kind of living in the future of what what will give you so give me that bit more perspective of thinking god it's just great to be able to run like and enjoy running and be fit and healthy 
Um, because before that, if I ran a really good workout, it was always about what would that workout give me for the race I was going to do in the future. And there was always like an anxiety attached to every training session because it had to lead to that to that race where now I just try stay in is like it's, it's not perfect all the time but you try stay in a zone a lot more yeah so i mean you from looks of this you may you had a lot of goals on your mind i mean mostly i said i know you was talking about the olympics so that'd probably yeah. be nice if you actually had the made the olympics but you, you actually tried to qualify yeah i tried to qualify yeah yeah i was like as i was very good as a junior i would have went to like international competitions like world student games european championships um and then that was meant to be like the stepping stone was European seniors into Olympics. And it just, as I said, like there was, a, I could go into the reasons, but like just coaching wasn't great. Or at the time I thought it was okay, but it just didn't happen. Um, and it, it was not devastating, but it was like, it was gutting. Like you, you have this plan in your head. You, you think from an early age, this is where you're going to go. Um, but it was the best thing. It was actually so freeing. Like I wouldn't give it up, you know, it's, and it's a funny thing to say about like a, a defeat. Basically, it's like it was the best thing to happen to me. And now, honestly, if you give me the, if you give me how I used to feel and I say ran the Olympics in 2012, like my sister went to the Olympics and she always had that tension. And I, I wouldn't honestly switch my career with hers because I kind of feel like I... Well, I'm talking for her, so I can't really, but like, I just talked to myself. I wouldn't swap. If you said now you could be right here, you went to, to the Olympics, but you never had that hard year. So you, 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 you felt the same way the whole way through. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that. I, I take what I have, even though I have a lesser achievement there, I have more perspective. And that, that's, that's a lot more, that's a lot more important because I went on to achieve a lot, but I kind of, after that, it's like if you're in a bubble and you're you're you realize that when you step out it's like okay this is just a bubble like no one no one cares and what can happen is i think sometimes if you could like view your life like your friend's life it just gives you that perspective you know if, if you have a friend someone you really care about but if someone if they're telling you your problems you're just so much more objective you're just like well look this is it or that's not that big a deal you know Whereas when you're in something and you're like, no, I need to get to this Olympics and people will judge me and this and that, like, it, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't see clearly, you know, you, like you could be here and TJ, you're listing all those achievements, but I'd be like, well, I didn't make the Olympics. Like I'm a piece of shit, you know, that way yeah. <laughs> where it's, where it's not that it's like, well, look, TJ doesn't care if I did this or that or whatever. He's just going to judge it off the conversation we have off the, the knowledge or the the conversation that we have that's what he's going to judge and you, you, you can you need to get that perspective sometimes and sadly sometimes you can do it two ways one just try to objectively see yourself just just constantly question like why do you think that like think about your problems or think about yourself like if a friend was there so you're trying to like constantly get an idea of that ego or the second time is that you'll have uh, failings or disappointments because at some stage you get sick of feeling bad and you'll start it'll just it'll for me it just clicked it's like oh my god it just the thing you're worried about happens happening happens and when it happens you realize this isn't that bad like Seneca had a thing 
where it was um it's like once a month basically um be content with the scariest of fear so essentially it's like once a month like pretend you're broke and ask yourself all the time so like he's like wear crap clothes eat cheap food and oh ask yourself like is this the condition i fear the most and you realize like it's actually not that it's like anything it's like so when i was running terribly it's like was this the thing i feared was this the thing that was making me anxious that i couldn't sleep before races that i was super nervous it's like this isn't that bad do you know so like yeah that's a long-winded long-winded answer yeah yeah that's like a a a bit rambling yeah that's like a 10 day k right there (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah you know i can pretty much relate what you're pretty much saying you know i wasn't much of a runner when i was at my youth but you know you know when i started like dying exercising you know i was i was an athlete but you know i was like pretty um heavy sets and you know it was like around 2009 where i really started take fitness to like a serious um level because you know yes you know when it comes like that people have that health scare you know that's like telling you you need to at least change yourself and at least get yourself um to a point where you're not helping these health health scares anymore so and yet running became something part of my life now and you know i usually go out for long runs you know i can't go for those short runs i mean i need to go on an adventure and like yeah 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 because you know like last like last year i got to the longest uh, miles i ever did was 10 10 miles non-stop so it's always great when you have that music in your ear that really motivates you to like keep yeah running. yeah it's like really it's like it just like it tells you do not stop i mean keep going even if you're in pain even if you like are just like sweating like crazy and you know and but nevertheless it's like it becomes big it's like mostly i mean for you you probably run like all seasons right yeah, you usually take about like three, four weeks off, but the rest of the time I'm running, yeah. All right. So yeah, you run like um usually winter, um, fall, summer, yeah. spring. Oh man, I'm I'm mostly a summer guy because I need that heat. I mean, I yeah, get more, it's nice. I, it is yeah, nice. I get more I get more energy when it's hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So let's kind of go into like uh who who would you look up to in your journey? Cause I know you say your mother pretty much um pretty much took you on a journey of um all these like um trips or events that you do yeah about. i think my parents were great both of them yeah just, so, they bring you everywhere they didn't they're just fantastic parents they don't um they're just like they bring you everywhere they'd never really ask anything you could ask them ask them for anything they'd nearly kind of do it it's it's unusual especially when you get older you realize jesus that we were very very lucky that there was no so even now if you needed something and it's never like held against you which is unbelievable you know it's like just real selfless like just do what they'll do it they just bring you places they never complained or did anything so i thought that was that was fantastic um you know you'd be inspired steve prefontaine people like this but yeah generally i just good coaches as well like i had a guy robert norwood you know give me a lot of confidence was there every training session when you're a young youngster i'm sure you were the same with fighting like you kind of take for granted that these people are just showing up and then you become like older and you realize my god like that's a lot of sacrifice you know they're there every tuesday thursday saturday when you're there you just presume oh yeah of course they're going to be here and then you get older you realize no no they had to take times away from their wives or their families or their jobs to do this you know so i had some great coaches and I've had coaches all the way since I was 16 and just giving you that guidance on what to do and then someone to bounce off and, you know, 
expressed disappointments as well. So I'd say I'd say they really are my parents and then the coaches I've had have been absolutely brilliant. And I'd recommend everybody to have a coach. It's just it's it's you can't get up in the morning and be thinking, what will I do today? If if you're doing that, your fitness routine is broken, in my opinion. It should all be written down and you should be able to kind of like liaise with someone. You should always know what I'm doing today because then it's so much easier to intentionally plan what you're going to do. Like you need to know, okay, I'm going to the gym and I'm doing this, 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 and this. And then the next day I'm doing a run. If it's 10 miles or I'm doing like a, a hit class or a Les Mills or whatever it is. And then the next day I'm doing this and the next day I'm doing this because once it's down on paper, it's easier to move things around. If it's like, Oh, I'll see what I'll do tomorrow. Either the, the workout's going to be terrible because you haven't really planned it or it's just going to get forgotten about because other things will take your time. Yeah, usually that's why I tell my participants, like usually uh, they have to make a structure of what they're going to do throughout the week. You know, yeah, you can't, you, yeah, you can't just play it by ear because, you know, you're going to be messed up. You know, just let's say if you go to the gym and then you want to do bench press and then all of a sudden all the bench presses are, are like uh, are taken or occupied. You know, you got all those guys hogging it and then they don't let you in. But yeah, yeah. you can always improvise. And exactly. doing, yeah, instead of just doing that bench press with the barbell, you got dumbbells or you got, got dumbbells, kettle. you got the cable machine, like, yeah, but you know, you're just targeting chest, but it's good going in there with a plan. And then, as you said, you can adjust that plan. You can go, okay, we'll do legs first. And hopefully then the bench will be open or we'll grab those dumbbells later on. I can lie on the ground and just press up, but at least you're not going in. What's worse is when people get there and it's like, okay, what will I do? And then you see people on their phone. Then you see them kind of, looking like lost kids walking around the place, not having a clue where they're going. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> kind of catch them out. Uh, yeah. So what would you say your, your favorite machine would be in the gym? Cause I know the treadmill is probably your best friend. No, I hate the treadmill. I always run outside. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't, it's too sweaty inside. Um, <laughs> what do I like the most? I like the hip trust. Like I like the hip trust is good. I don't. I like free weights. I don't really use gym. Do you know what I love actually? T Rex rows. You know, like going underneath them uh, and then having your legs straight and then pulling up and back uh-huh. down. I love yep. that exercise. Yeah, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's a challenge. I mean, basically, you got to be at the right position, like the right angle. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much, if you're at an angle, then you're gonna have to use like more resistance. But that that's always good for an upper body workout. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it just gets those like kind of postural muscles working. And I've had shoulder problems in the past. So that underneath a bar, lifting my chest to the bar back down, like obviously I'm a runner, my arms are skinny, but that one I, I really enjoy. Um, so every, but everything else is just free weights I basically do. All right. Awesome. All right. So we pretty much got through your like uh, athletic um, background. So let's kind of get to your like um, profession right now. So yeah, yeah. you, so you're in biomechanics um, and then of course you, of course, you teach any classes or you just um, got that yeah. education? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I lecture here um, with SET Waterford, so um, Southeast Technological University Waterford. Um, I, yeah, so basically, as I said, I went to physio. I actually did my work placement in Montreal in Canada, and it was like in 2008. And um, a person just randomly came into one of the classes we were doing there. And they were like talking about this movement screen. It was the FMS at the time. And it's like something just rang in my head. It's like, oh, this is the way to do it. Like, you know, look at the way someone moves, find their weak areas. And basically then that's taken me kind of on a journey of 
like trying to analyze human movement, find where people are not moving great and correct that. And then I would have had like a hip injury myself in my late 20s. So I then had to, I was like, I need to do something that tries like restore the movement, restores the range of motion, gets me moving correctly. So I kind of came up with my sports Pilates, which is kind of designed, um, it's designed, you know, for runners in particular to like stay kind of injury free, you know, just because running is great, but it, it only uses like, say the passive, uh, the passive structures. And what I mean by that is it, it really relies on like the joints, the tendons and the ligaments. That's why runners get those type of injuries, like shin splints, plantar fasciitis, knee pain. They rarely get like a hamstring tear because they're, they're not using those powerful muscles, like say like sprinting, they're not activating the muscles. So they need some kind of work in during, you know, once a week to like, like a gym, something to activate the muscles. And then I, there's three reasons why someone can't move correctly. Um, they don't have good movement. Generally, the way the body is structured, you should have good movement in your ankle, good movement in your hip, good movement in your upper back. They're the kind of three key areas. So I would recommend people to, you know, make sure they're doing ankle mobility drills, hip mobility drills, like the world's greatest stretch, and then some like thoracic mobility. The second reason someone can't move correctly is activation. Like they can't switch on the right muscles. So there you're where you're talking about your glutes, your core, um, core work there. Like we do some balance work a lot, like single leg deadlift. I love like bringing the leg back, holding that really just activating the muscles so that the muscles start taking pressure off the joints. And then the last reason is what we call motor control. And motor control is like a lack of awareness of your position. Like your technique is poor. So I'd see people, um, especially then when I went online, I was like, oh my God, I'd have patients come into me, especially with back pain. And they just be flexing at their back a lot or rounding their back and causing problems. So I was like, in my head, I was like, if they could see what I see here, they wouldn't do that. Do you know if they had the awareness? So that got me on the uh, path of developing the back aware belts, which essentially is like a wearable technology. It gives you like instant feedback on your back position. So when you go into a poor position, it vibrates or you can see your position on the app. And what we're trying to do then is so someone can squat and if they start rounding or like deadlift and if they start rounding, it'll buzz or they can see their like with a little arrow, they can see their back position go out of position or doing a plank. If they're arching their back, it'll drop. So it was just to give people that awareness of the position. So it's been kind of an evolution and that's kind of where I am now analyzing movement for people and then trying to develop that kind of Pilates program for people using the back aware belt. Um, so we're hopefully we're at like beta tests now with, with people who are using them kind of for the first time. And it's, uh, it's going well so far, but it's just making sure that like we get all the kinks out of it. It's I'm not uh, technical at all. So it's been a journey just, learning how to like develop a new product and try to get it to the market. Yeah. That's like amazing. Like really it's all, it's always probably great to always um know if, uh, if you're using the correct muscles, I mean, you can't, you don't even know how, because uh, of course, if you're in a workout or doing a um, gym, you won't, you could be moving the wrong muscles. And then next, you know, you got an injury. So, yeah, yeah. 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 And like, like, it's great. 
it, this is kind of something to help. Like, it's great if you have someone like you, TJ, who can see it and show the person. But a lot of people, it's like they're not even aware they're doing it wrong. That was a thing where it's like, they th- if, if you saw me, they think they're doing it right. So it's just to give them a, a tool that gives them feedback to go, no, no, that's wrong. Like that, that posture, or we forget our posture is poor. So it's just giving them a tool to kind of give them that reminder here. This is, you need to <laughs> buck up the idea here a bit. Yeah, that's always important. Proper technique, you know, when as exactly. I'm as I'm teaching uh, martial arts, teaching my kids and I tell you teach them like how to do a good kick. And, you know, I'm telling them like this is where your knee has to be. And, you know, this is the weapon of your um, foot that you need to kick with. And, you yeah. know, it's like and I give them like an idea, like if they don't understand what I'm saying, I just give them saying make it simple for them saying like, look at this way, you're kicking the door open. So that's yeah, how your kick is supposed to, supposed to be. So that's how a Basically, the technique is more important than um, focus on agility, speed, power. It's just that technique has to be perfect first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And as I said, if if it's if they're still not getting it with the technique, you just want to make sure that like, okay, is their balance okay? Can they like, are they good with balance? Do they have good movement at their hip or at their ankle? Maybe it's like they can't lift the leg into that position. So it's going to be one of those three things. And then, as you said, once you have the technique, it's easy to build like strength and power and speed on top of that because you have a great foundation, but that foundation has to be good movement, good, like stability or activation, and then good technique, those three things. And one of them is generally falling down. If there's an issue with uh, general technique or, um, or movement in general. So if you can't do a movement in general, it's generally one of those three things. Oh, amazing. Hey, so, I mean, you pretty much covered like subject that we need to know. It's like, we need to make sure we're treating our body um, correctly to do a proper technique. So that's good. So is there anything else that you, um you can think of that people need to know? Um, Yeah. I, I think if you're structuring your gyms or you're structuring things, just remember that you want to have a little bit of everything in it. So if it's a gym, have good movement at the start, then work make sure that you have a base of like work capacity which is like basically the ability to tolerate load uh what that means is that like do reps of like 12 or 15 reps of things once you have decent movement that allows you your body to get more robust and strong so do like more your circuity type work then you can work on more max strength with those bases underneath because your body is tough then if you have strength you have like power in your engine you know, like your your muscles can generate force. Then you can go for power and then you can go for speed. So it's just like, make sure that you, we're nearly like a car. You need to develop in it. You need to make sure that the car won't break. You need then to develop good, like horsepower, then the efficiency to the wheels and then how the wheels hit the ground, but that'll make it good. And then, as you said, with good movement, check your ankle mobility. There's loads of drills out there check your hip mobility and thoracic spine and then look at like some glute work, some activation. If people want like a free trial of like Pilates to see, you can go to everardpilates.com. So E-V-E-R-A-R-D-P-I-L-A-T-E-S.com. Or if they want, if they're into running, I have a book. It's called everardpilates.com forward slash book. It's called how to get to the line in the best shape possible. Just gives you different like stuff on, running technique and running training so like what's tempos what are fark like stuff like that uh yeah and also going back to running i know it has to take a lot of lung power 
because uh yeah i went to like the seminar like um in july mostly um the martial arts um convention i went to and uh, they was doing a, um, a seminar like on proper breathing so yeah. that's that's always important when you're um training or even running because um if you're not breathing properly then you know you know you're gonna get winded like quick so what what's your view on that so yeah i actually i i um yeah like I would learn those techniques, but the thing is like with running technique or breathing, uh, don't overthink about it either. Like your body kind of knows what to do. If you're, if you're winded, a lot of times, like there's two energy systems, there's the aerobic system and there's the anaerobic system. And especially like saying someone like you, TJ, if you're like, you come from like a very power based strength, you probably, you probably have a very high anaerobic and a lower aerobic and like, kind of naturally or how you developed where so what you want to do there is you want to um just make sure you're not going too fast and and gradually build up over time so there's there's three systems there's your your vo2 max which you can fix your lactic threshold which would be like if you're doing um a running session so say you did 10 minutes or 15 minutes of a warm-up then you want to do like three by seven minutes so you do seven minutes at a pace that's like 85 percent where you can like sing one line of a song or you can just say like i'm going okay if you're saying i'm going oh okay you're going too hard you've now gone into anaerobic so sometimes with aerobic training it's it's going it's going slower and staying in the aerobic zone as opposed to going faster which feels harder, but you're actually working, you're working anaerobically. So you're not going to improve in aerobic distances then, you know, anything over 5k, you're not going to do better. So sometimes go slower to go faster. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, really for, you know, you want to make sure you have that aerobic, um, uh, your aerobic in check, then then next, you know, you do not go into anaerobic, you know, you don't want to get exactly. rid of those. Don't get, don't want to get rid of those, um, these are triphosphates. So you won't be able to lift anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we kind of get into our hidden gym, uh, here's the last question I got to ask you, uh, what motivational, um, and inspirational, um, quote, uh, you to best describes your journey. Uh, I love the one Theodore Roosevelt. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who's, points out how the strong man stumbles or how the doer of deeds could have done them better. No, the credit goes to the man who's in the arena, whose face is marred with blood and sweat and sand, who errs, who comes up short time and time again, because there is no victory without error, no success without shortcoming. The man who at his best uh, knows the feeling of sweet success and at his worst, if he fails, he fails, if he fails, he, fail, he fails valiantly. So his place will never be with those cold nor timid souls that neither know victory nor defeat. And I just think that's, I love that because it's like, you know what? It's, it's just trying. It's like turning up again and again. That makes the difference. It's not, you know, you like someone on the stand telling you how you could have done it better or like, it's not about them. It's about you're the one trying the thing. You're in the arena. It's like, like you don't owe, you owe, nothing to nobody like you don't know you don't owe anything to anybody it's like you're just doing your journey and you're enjoying it and you shouldn't just just remember that it's like by trying even if you fail at least you fail trying something you know if you have a 
say if you were doing your 10 miles or you want to do a half marathon and it doesn't go to plan it's like yeah but you're out there trying that you could just be sitting on your sofa and not doing anything so like that's a victory in itself so I love that I love that um kind of little speech it just it kind of puts things in perspective for me yeah that kind of goes with what my coach my uh, track coach once told me it's like either you win or lose by an inch so yeah just thinking about when I was competing in um Vegas uh of course, uh, I was uh, keep competing against this um, world champion um, in Okada. So, yeah, yet, yeah. of course, I lost by 0.3 points. So that was oh, like no. an inch. So yeah. I was like, I wasn't upset about it, but, you know, it was only two of us in the division. You know, that um, 0.3 point would have determined if I would have gone to like grands to win the like the cup. But, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that being like my first time actually going for like the Norris Cup. So, uh, of course, uh, but yet, at least next time I know to work like that 0.3 um, points harder. So if next time, then I can probably be ready for that Norris Cup. Yeah. And, and as well, it's like, say someone says, oh, you lost there, TJ. It's like, sorry, who are you to say that to me? I, like you put in the work, you tried hard. It's like, we're in a sport where or we're in sport. It's like, it is dog eat dog. There's only one winner. Like, but it doesn't mean... Just if you if you don't win, it doesn't mean you're a loser. It's like you've you've put in the work, you've tried hard. It's like, like say if I said to you, TJ, I was like, oh, you could have tried harder, you could have met it. It's like you you kill me. Like one punch, I'd be literally dead. It's like, you know, or someone says to me, oh, you didn't do this. It's like, sorry, I'd absolutely smoke you in a race. Like you you're not training like I'm training. You don't know what the work I've done. So you know, like that. It's like you know, obviously you're going to be disappointed for yourself, but it's like you've put in so much work there. You got so close and that's a victory in itself. And I know people feel like, oh, that's defeatist. That's, it's not, you're trying your hardest. And like, I, I've had unbelievable successes. As I said, I've had unbelievable failures. In the end of the day, it's like, it's just trying. I never tried less for one or more for the other. It's just, sometimes it's there for you. Sometimes it's not. And it's all you can do is your best and be, be happy with that effort and be content in yourself. Yeah, amazing i mean this is like definitely a best journey that you ever told us so we pretty much are getting out of this time machine that you brought us in so I, <laughs> yeah definitely i like the delorean type yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah and doc back <laughs> yeah i actually got in that thing and actually fell well not fell completely but i mean that thing that's low is low the delorean <laughs> oh did he get into one yeah, actually, when one of them Comic Cons that they, they had like the DeLorean, oh, cool. yeah. So, yeah, luckily I don't drive stick, so really, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I couldn't drive the car out of there. <laughs> couldn't get it to eighty-eight miles an hour. All right, so now since we're out of time machine, we got dropped off to the hidden gym. So this is the fun part of the uh, whole podcast. So this is the seven questions I'm going to ask you. So this is going to be at the best of your ability, um, Owen. So, Pretty looking forward. Are you ready to for this? You. Yeah. All right, so the first question would be the best advice you ever gotten and who said it? Anthony DeMello, he was a priest. I listened to this on a podcast and it was um, become aware of your feelings. Don't, basically don't get anxious about being anxious or don't get depressed about being depressed. Just acknowledge that it's there and just continue with your day. That was the best advice I ever got. Hey. Well, here's the one question that people don't get, but um, the worst advice you've ever gotten. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, okay. What was the worst advice I've ever gotten? Do you know what? I had an uncle who, when I was applying for physio, helped me with my 
personal statement and it was terrible. It wrote all the, he just wanted me to write all my achievements I had done like under 12, under 13. And I just wasn't focused at all. Um, he was trying his best. I think though, what, I only been thinking about that recently. I think what I learned from that though, years on, it's like, if, so, if someone gives you good advice and I didn't know any better, I was only young. But in the end of the day, that was my application. So take people's advice, but if it doesn't feel right, be willing to discard it. Do you know that way? So take on, listen to things, but if it doesn't feel right, and that didn't feel right to me, but I actually sent that application off and I got no offers. So yeah. <laughs> it was just terrible application. So that was the advice on that. Um, but you always learn a lesson. As I said, that lesson, I've only recently thought about that. I was like, okay, if you ever feel that it's wrong, go with what you feel like yourself. Because at least then you'll be able to stand over it. Yeah, right. Amazing. All right. What's the advice you got? Uh, well, if I can think of it now, man, usually this question gets me. Uh, so really, uh, probably to that's think a great of, question, though. I love that. Yeah. You know, I got all these um, worst advice. I can't even think of one. I mean, probably, uh, well, probably saying that probably the worst advice that um, like saying that um, you can't do this, you can't do that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But and usually one advice that I'm um, good advice, I could say the best advice I kind of get um, kind of this kind of goes for me. Uh, I'll say a game is not a game if you don't lose at all. What do you yeah. mean by that? A game is not a game if you don't lose at all. So if a game is too easy and you win all the time, I mean, what's yes. the point of playing that game? So yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the point of playing the game if you're sitting on easy? Why don't you put it on hard and see yeah. how if you win? So yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah, be challenging yourself. That's great. That's yeah, brilliant. So, I like yeah. that. I'm not <laughs> to steal that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Um, how do you reward yourself? I call this like the guilt, guilty pleasure. So this is like, how do you reward yourself? Big, big fan of ice cream actually oh yeah have, yeah if I have something good after a race or I might have a takeaway if I've had a race I, I'd have a takeaway um yeah they're my main ones yeah so is there any other um guilty pleasure I mean other than ice cream do you like always go out celebrate like you have like that time with your fa family family and friends no we, we like we're lucky we we my family live close to me so um we'd go up there for like Saturday dinner. I'd see them, I'd see them regularly. Um, not much of a drinker or anything like that for an Irishman, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so say it like that, but again, no, not really just, again, it's like, uh, I like the one of like, don't let victories go to your head or defeats go to your heart. I'm quite like, like not in a, not in a bad way, but I'm quite placid. Like usually if you, even though I do a good race, I think sometimes people get, you saw it with Tyson Fury, I think sometimes what can happen is if people build things up in their head about something will be awesome when you get it, when you get that thing, you know, trying to chase the, oh my God, the celebration and everything off, it can, it can lead to trouble. I think sometimes just accept that that was great. Have your little celebration or have a smile about it, but just like move on. Like everything passes good and bad, you know? So I kind of, I try and keep quite level on those things. Yeah, kind of going back to the best advice. Um, here's another one I kind of came up with. Uh, no matter how many championships you win, you're still a challenger. Yeah, yeah that's class. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And yeah. I find that sports people are very like that. They hate yeah. losing. They're not, they don't really, probably badly, but we don't really reward ourselves for winning. Like you're kind of taking winning that you should win. And then it's the losing you hate. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, that's God. a good one. I like that. No matter how many championships you're a challenger. Love it. TJ, give me gold here. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. So here's the next question. What famous celebrity would you like to work out with? Oh, God. Who would I work out with? I think Ryan Reynolds. I think he's funny. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you go with? Well, like all throughout all the people that I interviewed, I say The Rock. I was going to say The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if The Rock would let me in, though. I'd like someone who's like very real. Yeah. You know, so if I could get like behind The Rock. Sometimes I feel with The Rock, he's a little bit like manufactured or something, do you know? So I'd love to know like, is he, now maybe he's just like that all the time, but I'd love to see if he's, if he's like that. Maybe he is. It'd be good, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Hart as well. I find him hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and he's in I'm, good shape, you know. So I think he get a good workout. Yeah, I'd be surprised if I actually ran into the Rock one of these days. I mean, really, that's possibility. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah, you seen that video that um the guy was um at the um wax museum and there was like a wax um um statue of um him and the next you know the rock, the Rock came right behind him. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. I didn't see that. I must look that one off. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be surprised. I go into a whack museum, like somewhere, and the next, you know, the real person's right behind me. And I yeah, get scared exactly. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Special talent. Or secret talent. Secret talent. Mm, I can play the piano averagely. What other secret talents? I don't really have many secret talents. I try to tell the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, man. I mean, that's at least something out of, um, outside, like you're playing piano. So that's like nothing yeah. athletic. I mean, like it just distresses me. I can only really play one song really well, but that's all I need. Yeah. I mean, luckily you're not voice impersonator, but yeah, that's. No, that's exactly. A... Yeah. Even <laughs> <laughs> singing to someone else. Uh, all right. So if you were in a movie, what kind of movie would you be in? Probably a comedy. I like comedies. Just something, definitely not horror. So like something like a comedy. Oh, it's like kind of like Benny Hill. <laughs> Benny Hill, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. yeah. No, something like Wedding Crashers or something like that. Like you know, those <laughs> kind of like just mess around movies. Yeah, really something like really like not running, but not um just just pretty much comedy. Yeah, just comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, last question. Ten years from now. God, yeah. What am I doing? Mm. 10 years from now, I'm 46. I don't know, probably, hopefully just the same, hopefully you can kind of fit and, um, like I have a thing of like, I know I'm being successful when, because I like to, rather than like have goals, just be like, just like, I, I know I'm being successful when I have time to be fit and healthy and I have time to spend with my family and I have time to work on my like you know like for me a successful day is if I get up I work out I can have a nap and then I can kind of work on projects that I'm excited about and hopefully I'm doing the same in 10 years amazing all right so before we kind of um close this gym um do you have any last minute words you say got to say to those listeners out there no thanks so much for having me TJ I actually learned a lot I love those quotes you gave me again if people want uh, my book how to get to the line in the best shape possible just with running advice it's everardpilates.com forward slash book amazing all right thank you very much for owens uh for taking the time or taking your afternoon pretty much i know it's two o'clock in the afternoon but it's yeah still yeah, like, yeah sorry it's still, it's still morning time 
Yeah, so I'm always up. TJ, right thank now. you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. All right, so I'm going to do my closing of my show. Uh, okay. All right, for those who are just tuning in, tune into my previous episodes on the BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Fit Fighter Podcast. This is your fitness instructor, TJ Williams, closing the gym. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>